Good morning, afternoon, and or evening, depending on when you are listening. My name is Steven Tovar, and welcome back to the Chicano Times. Racism is, is something that the U.S. prides themselves of overcoming. Historically, the country has come to terms with their mistakes and, and turned a leaf. But did they really? I mean, in plain sight, issues such as, such as slavery and segregation have been solved, but there have been systems created that still support racist ideologies that were practiced in the past. Racially profiling people, wrongfully abusement of power, a toxic environment that prison systems provide all make it nearly impossible for folks who are sentenced in it to come out transformed, able to take part in participating in their respective communities again. Prison systems who, who I add, are, are founded through racist intents are no longer relevant to fit productive standards of transforming inmates that will allow them an opportunity of redemption. And though all odds are stacked against incarcerated individuals, there comes a moment where strive for redemption, for transformation, is powerful enough to overcome even the harshest of outlashes. Today, we dive into the life of an author, an instructor, a voice for prison reform, someone who is actively participating to better not only their community, but the environment of prison systems overall. The criminal justice system fails in, in aiding the incarcerated with programs that will develop them, allowing the opportunity to properly participate in their respective communities once their sentence has been met. An issue Shaka Senor is passionate in reforming. But this is only his story beyond the bars. Our story begins during the height of the crack epidemic in the 1980s. East side of Detroit, raised in a middle class neighborhood, are we introduced to Chaka Senor. Young Chaka Senor. Known for his outstanding academic performance, Chaka was an honor roll student, a, a scholarship student, a natural leader, a kid who dreamt of one day becoming a doctor. His future aspirations were clear as a day and straightforward, especially with the performances young kids showed. But life always seems to throw a curveball. His parents' marriage began to spiral out of control, where it began to physically affect 11-year-old Shaka. After constant abuse from mom, there was nowhere else to turn but to the streets, running away from a toxic and abusive household. Survival was key out in the streets, and during the 80s, there was no better way to quickly make it, at least for young Shaka. Drug dealing, running crack houses, continuing the hopelessness of the epidemic, it was all a means for survival. At age 17, Shaka was shot three times in front of his house, and a few months later, at the age of 18, he had committed second-degree murder sentencing 19 years incarcerated. 
running black markets, continuing to sell drugs, participating in the process of smuggling drugs into prisons, becoming known by the warden of the Michigan Reformatory as, quote, the worst of the worst, led Chicago to solitary confinement for seven and a half years. I was in the abusive household. I had to get out of there. There was no other way to make it out in the streets, so I turned to drug dealing. I got shot in front of my own home, and I had to live with the aftermath of being shot, which led me to shoot someone else. Blaming everyone but himself, Chicago revolted, even while in prison. And it is here, in solitary confinement, where his source of reconciliation begins. In a letter filled with squiggly lines handwritten by his son. And on this particular day, I opened this letter and in capital letters he wrote, my mama told me why you was in prison. Murder. He said, dad, don't kill. Jesus watches what you do. Pray to him. Having your own son write that he sees you as a murderer was a pushing force that ultimately led Chacon to his development. With the help of his mentors, literature, and family, Chacon began his development and set out to fight the injustices within the criminal justice system once his sentence has been met. Against a system holding 2.5 million people in prison, who is strategically implementing ways to keep them locked up, excluded from ever properly re-entering society. This was something that was well apparent to Chacon through his years incarcerated. Through my experience being locked up, one of the things I discovered is this. The majority of men and women who are incarcerated are redeemable. And the fact is, 90% of the men and women who are incarcerated will at some point return to the community. And we have a role in determining what kind of men and women return to our community. Out of sight, out of mind. That seems to be one of the mentalities that prison systems provide. It is easy to forget about individuals who have committed crimes when they are far from society. However, when the individual sentence comes to an end, what will come about them? Shaka Senghor entered prison for committing second-degree murder. Today, he's a best-selling author, lecturer at universities, and a leading voice on criminal justice reform. The prison systems today are no longer relevant to fit productive standards of vindicating inmates. The environment within the prison walls is, is hostile, making it nearly impossible for a chance of redemption and development. And so, funding that is currently used should be focused on programs that will allow inmates an opportunity of redemption. By providing the proper environment, anybody can have a transformation, one that will be of benefit to their respective community. And Shaka Senghor is just one of the many examples. So I sign off today 
by asking that we begin to take a more empathetic approach on the topic on how we deal with mass incarceration. This is your host, Steven Tovar, and thanks again for tuning back to the Chicano Times.